0: Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about phosphates. I'm going to go over some misconceptions, some truths about it, and when I actually use the product myself. If you do pool service for a living and you're looking for the best app available to automate your billing, organize your pool route, notify your customers, and track your repairs, go to useAquaSuite.com. Supercharge your pool company now with AquaSuite. Mention the Pool Guy Podcast Show for a special offer when you sign up. I think one of the main problems when you talk about the phosphates in the pool and phosphate removers is that there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's also a lot of upselling of the phosphate removers at the pool store. And so people have a bad uh, feeling or a bad taste about even discussing phosphate removers for their pool because they feel they're unnecessary, that there's not really a problem with their pool. And to be honest with you, unless you have phosphates of a thousand parts per billion, or more it's not really going to be a major issue for you however there are cases where using a phosphate remover um, when your phosphate levels are lower than that will come in handy and i'll go over that in this podcast and go into detail about uh, when is i think using a phosphate remover is the most effective in your pool i think it's also important to go over how they measure the phosphate level in your pool as you know most things in the pool industry are measured in parts per million and phosphate levels are actually measured in parts per billion so they're pretty minuscule for sure. For instance one part per million is one inch and 16 miles so that's actually a very small measurement to begin with and I'll give you an idea of what a part per billion is. A part per billion is one second in 32 years or it's one pinch of salt in 10 tons of potato chips or it's one sheet of a roll of toilet paper stretched from New York to London so the parts per billion measurement is a very small amount. And I think that's why the phosphates really affect your pool when they get to a higher level in your pool. And they may even affect it at a lower level too because it doesn't take that much phosphates in the pool to actually make a big difference as far as algae blooming in your pool or the chlorine demand going up in your pool or, or the chlorine being used up rapidly in your pool. I think it's also very important to know where the whole idea of phosphates in the pool causing algae came from. And basically, if you have an aquarium, I have an aquarium upstairs. One of the problems with an aquarium is that there are, phosphates are introduced in the water through the uh, food that you give your fish. And you know all the uneaten f- fish food builds up in the tank, causing phosphate levels to rise. And in the case of an aquarium, you can't put um, chlorine in there. So they develop phosphate removers. In certain cases where you're going to need to add them to a fish tank to remove the phosphates. And phosphates are actually basically a nutrient for algae. And I'll go over that more when I talk about phosphates in your pool. So the whole concept of the phosphate remover is based on the aquarium industry. And they found that when you reduce the phosphates in the fish tank, the algae stops growing. And an easy way to remove the phosphates if you have an aquarium is to actually clean the aquarium or clean the tank out or change the water or do a partial drain. And that reduces the phosphate level and algae won't grow. And so this caught on, and I think Natural Chemistry was one of the first to come out with their phosphate treatment for pools. They were already making it for the aquarium industry. And so it was an easy transition for them to do it for pools because... In your pool, you're going to have phosphates also present in the water. So let me go over um, some of the ways that phosphates actually get into your pool water. So basically, anything that blows in your pool will probably have some kind of phosphate on them. There's probably phosphates in your water at some level um, at any given time. So, you know, it could be something as simple as dirt or leaves with the phosphate. Uh, Any fertilizer, of course, is going to have phosphates on it. Um, Makeup, suntan, lotion, shampoos. Any kind of contaminant like that or chemicals, a lot of the chemicals that you use for scale prevention in the pool have phosphates in them. Dish soap has some phosphate in some cases. So you can see there are many ways it's introduced into the pool water. So when you have the phosphates in the water, um, it's the nutrients uh, for the algae or plant life to grow, and therefore it's food for algae in your pool. So that's why everyone talks about high phosphates or phosphates in your pool and causing algae problems so do you actually need a phosphate removing product for your pool and the answer is yes and no I'll give you in my case I have my pool and I don't use phosphate remover in my own pool I have my pool at about 40 parts per million with borates in there so I don't really have an algae problem I keep my chlorine level at 5 parts per million and I try to balance the pH um, you know, keep it within range and this all prevents the need for any kind of phosphor remover because my pools balance and I have the borates in there that for me act as an algae stat anyway so it prevents the algae from forming so I personally don't use phosphor remover in my own pool however let me go over the reason why I would use the phosphor remover on the pools that I service so if I get to an account and there's some algae present in the pool now, this could happen for a number of reasons. Some pools are more prone to algae than others. And I know that if you keep your pool balanced, you're not going to have any problems. It's like telling someone, if you change your oil every three to 5,000 miles in your car, you're never going to need to bring it to the mechanic because you're not going to have a problem. But there are a lot of situations that will cause that car to have a problem. And the same thing goes with a pool. So it's kind of a, um, I wouldn't say, you can't really generalize a pool by saying, if you just do this, you're not going to have algae but that's not entirely true. There are things that happen um, with certain pools. For instance, a lot of the pools will have um, be in a wind-prone area, so a lot of stuff blows in the pool all the time. Or it could be the fact that a landscaper or a gardener blows a lot of stuff in every week. You may have a, a dog swimming in the pool. You may have a problem with the filtration system. Um, you may have your your filter make it dirty. You don't notice it. There are also dead spots in the pool where you don't get a lot of circulation. You'll see these. Uh, dead spots. If you have a pool that has algae underneath, maybe a light fixture or in the corner of a step area of the pool, basically when the water is circulating, when it's running, these are areas the water is not really moving at all. And so we call them dead spots in the pool. Algae tends to form there. So there are many reasons why algae can actually form in the pool. So if there is algae present in the pool, that means that there is, of course, phosphates in the pool because that's the food source for the algae. And so if you have algae in your pool, you have phosphates in your pool. Now this doesn't mean that you have phosphate levels of 1,000 parts per billion. Could have a phosphate level of maybe 100, maybe 200 or 300 or even 50. Doesn't really matter um, how low the level is. If there's algae in the pool, they're obviously being fed by the phosphates in the water itself. There was a study done that showed that even a small phosphate level of 0.2 parts per million was enough to create an environment where algae can bloom and grow. So if you have algae in your pool, even a small trace amount, there's definitely phosphates in the water. So how would you treat this? Well, you could use an algicide, but I've been testing the phosphate remover uh, this season on my route. And I haven't been using an algicide when I do this treatment. What I have been doing is raising the chlorine level up to 3 to 5 parts per million. And a lot of times when you have phosphates in the pool or algae blooming or just a small amount of algae, one thing that happens is that the chlorine is being used up quicker. This means that the chlorine level will zero out quite often in the pool with even a small amount of algae. So what happens is that as the algae is multiplying and splitting, and algae can do this very quickly, you can see a pool turn green within a few days as quickly it multiplies. So as the algae is growing and multiplying, the chlorine is being used up, basically trying to fight the algae, doing what it's actually created to do when you introduce it into the water. However, since it's being used up fighting this algae that's growing, the chlorine level starts to drop in the pool. And in some cases, the chlorine level can't keep up with how fast the algae can reproduce. And so that's why when you get to a pool with algae, or if you do a green pool cleanup and you put 12 gallons of liquid chlorine in the pool, you test it the next day and it's at zero, it's because a lot of the chlorine was being used up fighting the algae in the pool and it couldn't keep up with how quickly the algae was multiplying in the pool. So what the phosphate remover will do is it's an ion process that actually can, drops the phosphate out and you can actually vacuum it out of the pool or it gets filtered out of the pool. And if you have a good phosphate remover or use the right amount, the phosphate won't be able to be reconsumed by any algae in the pool and therefore that eliminates the algae growth. Um, it's a little complicated process. I want to go into the details of how it actually works in this podcast. But just suffice to say that um, once the algae is killed, the phosphate remover will pretty much convert, convert it, and the algae can't reconsume the phosphates in the pool water. And even in the filter, if the phosphates are in the filter, a good phosphory remover will prevent the phosphates from going back into the water and being used as food for the algae. So here's a process that I found to be very helpful. Now you can also get a phosphate test kit if you wanted to and test the phosphate level in your pool. But again, like I said, if there's algae, there's some pho- there's some level of phosphate in the pool. And unless you really want to test it to see if it is over a 1,000 parts per billion, you can do that, of course. For me, a sign of phosphates in the pool, again, is algae being present and the chlorine level not holding in the pool. Then I know that there's definitely a phosphate issue in the pool. and It may not be a giant issue, but it's actually present. And I don't think the phosphates are as big of an issue as most people think they are. But again, if you're having an algae problem and your chlorine is not holding, um, this is an effective treatment. So what you want to do is bring the chlorine level in your pool up to three to five parts per million. In most cases, one or two gallons of liquid chlorine will do that. And then you want to introduce the phosphate uh, removing product. Um, I do this as soon as I shock the pool. I brush the algae. I bring the chlorine level up because the chlorine is actually a great algaecide in itself to kill the algae and then the phosphate remover will prevent the algae from reforming because it drops the phosphate um, out of the out of the water basically and it, the algae can't reconsume it. So this process is very easy. You test the pool for chlorine to see if there's any chlorine in there. If it's low, you bring the chlorine up to 3 to 5 parts per million, even higher if you need to. You can bring it up to shock levels of 10 parts per million. Then you introduce the phosphate removing product however the manufacturer label um, directs you to and you don't need a lot of the product i found that in a pool that's about 15,000 gallons i'm just using um if i'm i use phosphory as the example this is the product that i was using um, in my earlier experiments with it then i switched over to the uh, phosphate remover as a stronger product but when i first started experimenting with the phosphate remover i was using phosphory so for that, it calls I, I would say for a 15,000-gallon pool with a little bit of algae in the step area, maybe some on the tile, or maybe by the skimmer or the pool light, I would put four to eight ounces of the phosphree. free And the cap of the phosphory container is four ounces, so that would be uh, two, two, one to two scoops of the Fos- uh free And I would pour it directly into the skimmer with the pool running for at least six to eight hours a day, that particular day that I added it. The filter, you don't need, it doesn't really need to be clean if you're doing just this small amount of treatment. If you clean the filter within a month or two of doing this, you should be fine. If you have a sand filter, definitely backwash it. If you have a cartridge filter, it's pretty easy to take it apart and clean it. Um, but if the filter, if the PSI is good, you're getting good flow. You're just putting the maintenance dose in here. You're not putting a huge amount of phosphate remover, so you're not going to clog up the filter with it. You're just using this to treat the algae and keeping it from reforming. So the, actually the phosphate remover does not kill the algae. The chlorine that you add to the pool to bring the chlorine level back up, the three to five parts per million actually kills the algae. And then the phosphate remover will prevent the algae from reforming by removing the food source for the algae. So that's the process that works really well. And I'm not even using an algaecide when I'm doing this. Um, prior to doing this experiment, I would use uh, yellowtrain, which is a sodium bromide product, bromine product, and then I would have to add extra chlorine because um, the bromine will convert some of the chlorine into a bromine bank. Um, and therefore, you're actually spending more money because you're buying the, the uh, yellowtrine product, algicide And then you're actually adding even more chlorine into the pool to counter what it does as it's destroying the algae. And I was also using it in pools that were having very low chlorine levels every week. And I found that by putting a small amount of free in the pool that week, you know the algae was gone the following week and the chlorine level held really good. And of course I would always bring the chlorine, chlorine level up in these pools because that's actually what kills the algae in the pool, not the phosphate remover itself. And I found that this was really working really well. And it only took maybe one or two applica- two applications of the product to actually get rid of the algae and allow the chlorine level to hold in these pools and I didn't have to put the product in going forward. So I found it to be very effective in algae prevention. And I know that the phosphate remover is not actually used as a maintenance product in this regards. It's used mainly to treat high levels of phosphates, 1,000 parts per billion or higher. But I found that in pools that have very low phosphate levels and um, some algae in it, that this was highly effective in getting rid of it. The funny thing is i've read somewhere um, that you shouldn't use the phosphate remover why there's algae still actually present in the water but because it would introduce the um the, the phosphates back into the water and the algae would actually eat them and grow again but i found this not to be the case using the product if i use the maintenance dose and introduce it into the pool directly and treat, treating the phosphates on the spot, it seemed to not have this problem of the algae actually blooming again. I think the key is the chlorine level has to be um, at a good high level, three to five parts a million or higher, for it to be effective. And I didn't see any effect of treating it at the same time with the phosphate remover when the algae was actually still in the pool and the algae reforming. Um, that didn't happen in the test pools that I was using it in. In fact, every pool that I've used the phosphate remover in with a high level of chlorine has eliminated the algae in the pool um, completely and again i don't use this product myself in my pool i don't need it because i don't have any algae in my pool because i have the borates in there if you're using a pool rx product or you're having if you have borates in your pool or if your pool is crystal clear there's no algae the chlorine's holding fine you do not need to add phosphate remover to your pool and i think this is where the phosphate remover gets the bad rap because you walk into a pool store and they hand the bottle to you and say, you need this because you have you have algae in your pool or you're going to get algae in your pool. You need to add this to your pool to prevent it from forming. And that's just not true. You don't need the product unless you have a problem. If, it'd be like taking your car to the mechanic, getting an oil change, and then the mechanic telling you, oh, you need to spend you know, this amount of money to do this to the car and this to the car. And you ask him, well, is there a problem? And he tells you, Everything's working fine. I'm just suggesting you need to do this as preventative maintenance so that this problem may not develop in the future. And that's just nonsense. I think the product should only be used when you need it. So I'm not, I don't sell the product. I don't endorse any particular company's product. I use a natural chemistry product because my supplier has it readily available and it's the lowest price, actually, lowest price phosphor remover that they carry. I started using the uh, Phosphor Remove, which is the commercial version of their. Natural Chemistry's product, because I found that the maintenance dose of that actually saves me money because one ounce of the Phosphorus remove treats six thousand gallons of water, so I only have to use two or three ounces of that particular product. I'm in a pool with any kind of algae problem, so I'm not selling this product. I don't. I don't work for anyone that sells it, but I do I have found it effective when needed. And again, if you walk into a pool store and your water's balanced and you don't have any algae in your pool and they try to sell you a phosphate remover, you just simply don't need that product. So when I explained the experiments to the Person in Natural Chemistry, they said that would make sense because the phosphate remover does remove the food source for the algae and no one actually was using the product for this purpose. They sell the product mainly to treat um, high phosphate levels and not to do anything um, as I was doing with it. And I think it's actually a pretty cost-effective method. If you think about buying a bottle of the phosphory, free I'm not sure how much it is online. Let me just pull it up real quick. So a bottle of phosphory free on Amazon is $25. That's about what I actually pay the wholesale cost for at my supplier, which is kind of funny. Um, so for $25, you get a, a, a bottle, three, I think it's a 3-liter bottle of the phosphory. free And if you're just going to use it for two or three treatments of you know, eight ounce, 4 to 8 ounces, um, you have a lot of product left over still, and it'll eliminate the algae in your pool. If you use other products, you're going to be spending a lot more on the algae side products as far as price point, and I don't think it'll be as effective as when I was testing it. This season, I'm just using, all I'm using on my route is the higher chlorine level in the pools with algae and the phosph-free product or phosph-removed product, and it's doing a great job. So you know from the empirical evidence of actually using it on my route and doing the method um, for me it's working great and you know I would suggest trying it if your pool has a problem with uh, algae in certain areas uh, every week or if you notice your chlorine levels not holding in your pool um, try the uh, phosphate remover in there along with raising the chlorine level of the pool and you'll have some really good results I I can tell you that right now from what I've experienced using it on my pool route So I mentioned at the beginning, uh, you know, do you need this product, yes and no. And I went over the fact that you may not need the product if your pool's looking great. And then if you do have a problem with algae or chlorine not holding your pool, I would suggest giving the product a try. I don't think um, it matters which brand of product you use in the pool, as long as it's a true phosphate remover. So there are many reputable brands that make it. There's, besides natural chemistry, Orenda makes a phosphory removing product. Um, Biodex makes a phosphory removing product. These are all reputable companies. Uh, of course, SeaClear, if you get that one, you're actually, it's the same company that of natural chemistry owns SeaClear. I believe it's the same exact product that they make for their phosphory or phosphory move. So just keep that in mind also. Um, for me, I think the phosphory is actually a pretty good product. It's, um, I would consider it a low-end phosphor remover you have to shake the bottle and it's effective um, up to, I think they create it for 300 to 1,000 parts per billion and they recommend using the phosphor remover for anything above a 1,000 parts per billion. So for me, for $25, you know, it's a great uh, price point for the phosphor-free product and you're not going to be using it all season long, you're going to be using it when you need it. And I think that's another thing that I should clarify is that when you buy the phosphor, remove or the phosphate removing product it's not something you're going to be using every week in your pool. You're only going to, you're only going to need it you're only going to use it when you need it um, and keep that in mind and again you know not every pool is the same your pool may never have algae you may have your pool balanced all the time and I congratulate you on that my pool's always balanced and I can pretty much count on one hand when, how many times I have an algae in my pool over the years um, you know, my salt cell will fail once in a while. I'm not paying attention because I'm busy. And then I notice a little bit of algae in the steps, but then I get everything squared away really quickly. So my pool is not a big uh, algae problem pool. But I, like I said, every pool is different out there. You have totally different circumstances in different regions. I remember one guy in the group was in Florida, and he had a pool that abated the marsh or the swamp. I don't know. They call it a marsh nowadays. And the pool would always have algae in it. And I told him, well, it's right up against... The marsh, you're going to have, of course, you're going to have algae in the pool. And there's another uh, member that has a pool in a rural area. And of course, you're going to have problems with the fertilizer and things like that. So I just don't think you can say that, um, like any car, if you change the oil every three to 5,000 miles, you're never going to have a problem because you could. Uh, Your pool, maybe your motor goes out and you don't have your pump running for a few days. You know, anything could happen. So for that reason, I I did this experiment because I, I like to try new things out and I thought if this product actually you know, eliminates the food for algae, why wouldn't it be effective as a treatment for algae um, in a pool that has some algae in it? And sure enough, it does work really well. Um, so I highly recommend using a phosphate remover if you have these symptoms with your pool. And then again, don't use it if you don't have a problem. I'll end with that. And so if you're a homeowner looking for more resources for your pool care needs, check out my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. I have an ebook for sale for $9.99, and I have a lot of helpful links that will um, help you out with your pool care needs. Again, that's swimmingpoollearning.com. And if you're in the industry and you're looking for more help with your pool service, or if you're just starting out or you're thinking about starting out and starting a pool route, check out my coaching program. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. And you get great discounts on your liability insurance as as well as other great discounts and benefits. Plus, for as little as $0.33 a day, you can text me in real time. Or for $20 a month, I guess that would be $0.66 a day. You can call me in real time and I can answer your questions. This is a great way to enhance your business and actually to help you um, with any kind of problems you have on your route. Again, you can learn more about this at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. This podcast is brought to you by Ineopools.com. Ineopools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts since 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. And the podcast is also brought to you by the Riptide Pool Vacuum System. The Riptide is a powerful vacuum system that will allow you to get large leaf debris out the bottom of the pool rapidly. To learn more, go to www.riptidevac.com.